Chuck has got his his thumb on the heartbeat of of all our butts. He writes like sidereal erotica. You're getting fucked by concepts. I wonder how much money Chuck Tingle spends on the stock photos he uses for his covers. Because he always has these incredibly hot models. He's got to have... He's got to have like a gold account on... Stock.ing <laughs> Podcast. This is Bonnie's experience. Yeah, it's a podcast that that our live audience is tuned into. Uh, <laughs> we are. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna do it or Bonus, am I gonna do it? <laughs> Bonus <laughs> experience is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Bling, boo doo 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 doo. We're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. We are queer women speaking with authority about games. Uh, and we swear. Die mad, die about, mad about, about it. it. I'm Monica, who did not taunt a mod on a Discord today, but certainly encouraged it from afar. <laughs> I was gentle and it was funny. It was fucking hysterical. I'm Ray and I got a warning from the moderator. <laughs> Listen, if you don't want to play a dragon who fights God, you might consider you you might be a square. I'm just saying. <sighs> Welcome to our genre series. Yeah. <laughs> this is our brand new genre series. We're going to talk about genre. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a lot more focused on the running and write, um, writing games part. Um, so we probably aren't going to be delving too much into mechanical design discussion, though I managed to squeeze it in somewhere because then... I don't have as much to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, it's got okay. a hair up my ass about it's, this one. <laughs> it's, it's cool because we're going to do a technical aspect set and then that's just going to be me talking. So it's yeah. your turn. It's your turn. It's cool. Um, uh, but we might get into that. You never know. Uh, today's genre focus is the punk, and I just made air quotes, which is great audio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the punk. punk. You have to do like the pause yeah. to leave room for the quotes. Yes, yes. The punk genre steampunk cyberpunk dreadpunk diesel punk atom punk desert punk hog punk gender punk and other made-up things <laughs> <laughs> also i get to ask the questions today yeah this is mostly me like just going off on a tear and getting the literary theory on everybody it's cool uh i'm gonna let you that's great thank you you're welcome well, you're not punk, and I'm telling everyone. So what? Let's no, de- don't tell anyone. <laughs> How about we start by defining what the fuck punk even means? All right, let's talk punk. Um, right. I'm gonna speak with authority on this, even though my only authority is I'm an English major, and it my husband, doesn't. my husband was in a punk band in okay. like his twenties and part of this punk subculture. So that's like 
That's my in there. Okay. Um, punk represents a break from the status quo. Punk is a uh, like a really specific fuck you to a range of popular concepts. Um, a punk setting is usually sticking it to something. Um, the system, the establishment, or the man, or other things that like have a capital letter in them. Um, punk also has a really definitive style. Who just joined us? Terry. Hi, Terry. Hey, Terry! We won't hear you if you say hello, but hello, welcome. Welcome to the live audience. We're talking about punk. Keep going. Punk also has a really definitive style across its different subgenres. Um, it lends itself to the unexpected and especially the homemade or the do-it-yourself. Uh, but that said, punk is not just an aesthetic. Steampunk, I'm making hard, uncomfortable eye contact with you. <laughs> putting putting gears on shit isn't punk. If you're underpaying the orphan who swept your chimney and terrorizing the colonies that grew your tea. I don't care if you're the first lady airship admiral or whatever the fuck. If you're in the... Aerial Navy, you're a part of the military-industrial complex, which sure as shit isn't punk! Uh, I also, like, if you're just uh, putting gears on shit and not thinking about terrorizing the colonies and underpaying the orphans, that's a little dangerously white supremacist, I'm just saying. I would love to say, I would love to see a, like, a hardcore punk, 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 steampunk, like, little s, big p. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. But mostly what I see is people who like to dress up, which is fine and fun, but it ain't punk. You're just, yeah. you know, I don't know I don't, what you would call it. I mean, Steam I prep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you would call the, the, the aesthetic, the like Victor pseudo Victorian brown color. This is alternate history at that point. It's yeah. not really punk. And there's nothing. I don't think either of us have anything against, uh, like the costuming or the fashion. Oh no! Um, or the especially, I mean, especially not from I know, especially not from Monica's side. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you probably have a lot of like a deep respect for that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'd, any sort of cool fashion I'm down with. Uh, though I would, if I were to go to a steampunk air quotes around the punk festival, would probably lean more towards a dread punk outfit than a than, than a steampunk one. They're related. See, we'll get fucking we'll good. get into that later. Yes. Yes. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So you wrote this question and I'm going to mm -hmm. ask it as is. Yeah. Are, thank you. Why are there so many kinds of punk and what are the objectively coolest kinds? Oh, thank you for asking, Monica. <laughs> what a great question. Um, the answer is cyberpunk. Uh, don't at me. Um, uh, we'll get into <laughs> you're going to at me though, aren't you? I am. I am. <laughs> um, Cyberpunk was the first literary punk genre, or um, or the first to be recognized. Uh, it came out of the sci-fi new wave in the 60s and 70s, which was also around the time that punk rock was just getting its piercings. Um, and sci-fi, or uh, cyberpunk, actually started as a reaction to Joseph Campbell's monomyth idea, which I think makes this the second fuck you to Joseph Campbell that I didn't know about until I started this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, the other the other punk genres are all widely considered to be derivative of cyberpunk, um, which at first was actually going to be called Neuromantics after Neuromancer as like a play on romantics, mm -hmm. the new romantics, which mm -hmm. I like, but I mean, also cool. I don't know what the fuck. Back. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck would be calling oh, everything. We though. should call them steam <laughs> steam romantics. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
I'll I'll, uh, I'll write that letter. I'll All send right. it off to my senator. Okay. Um, <laughs> Monica. What? Yeah. What do you think is the coolest kind of punk? What do I think is the coolest kind of punk? It's it's it's, it's dread punk. Fight me. It's dread punk. Is it dread punk? <laughs> Uh, Will you please explain Dreadpunk? Because I actually had never heard of it. Okay. Uh, it was actually, I saw an article linked about it and there's like one article linked about it as defined by the people who consider themselves the writers of the genre. So it's sort of like a new thing, sort of like hope punk, which we'll also get into later. Um, uh, that is like steampunk. If it were actually punk and the punk parts were focused on like women's issues uh, or like the underclass thing, that's all punk things really. Um, and instead of being strictly about like technology, which steampunk is sort of about like the advent of the steam engine and how like gears and steam and all that change things, or at least should be if it were punk and not romantic. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it replaced that with like magic and necromancy and alchemy and weird, uh, strictly supernatural shit. So ghosts. So and like mysteries. Yes. As opposed to uh, so knowledge. like there's a, a bunch of authors identify themselves uh, as this, and I'll try to find that article because it's like the only one out there. And if I think if I Google Dreadpunk, I'll find it, and I'll get that for our show notes or whatever. Yeah, like we ever actually do show notes. Uh, Sometimes but I would file uh, Malifaux under Dreadpunk, really. Um, mm. The same with Through the Breach, the associated role playing game. Um, Fallen London, uh, Dishonored, oh, and yeah. Blaze in the Dark. So almost, almost like um, a little bit of cosmic horror kind of bit. dripped into there too. All yeah. right, I like that. I mean, there's actually. a there's a Venn diagram, I think. Because I know cosmic horror is very, you know, you can't possibly fight it because yeah. you're so insignificant. And I and I know the 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 things you just named are a little more along the lines of how do you fight it? Like how do you survive? As right. opposed to you can't. <laughs> Let's see how you can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm, as, I'm, not as I'm, into the cosmic horror. I'm, I'm, this is like steampunk, but actual punk, and also black instead of brown. I'm low key goth. <laughs> Dave says dreadpunk is steampunk without the gears. Yeah, sure. I mean, like there can be gears, but it's not as focused on the gears. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And also black instead of brown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Black instead of brown. Um, I also like, like I'm I'm interested to hear about like dreadpunk. And I know um, earlier for one of our guest episodes we were talking about fuck radium punk. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the I like the rare punk subgenres that are basically like there's two people writing for this. I think that there's nothing more punk than a couple people going fuck it. We've got our own thing. Yeah. Um, so I like things like desert punk. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really like diesel punk, which isn't as rare anymore because there's actually like full length feature films that go very diesel punk. Um, but desert punk, I think it's just like Trigun and. And I think Mad Max, maybe you could say Mad Max is desert punk, although it's, I think it's, again, more diesel punk, but without the deco. I don't know. I like, I, 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 Trigun got me into desert punk. (laughs) Trigun is also very much a space western. Yes. But not as, but see, it doesn't take place in space as much. No, it takes place on a particular planet. In a planet that's completely covered in desert. So it's also kind of desert punk. Yeah. I mean, I. The yeah. desert doesn't have to be on Earth. I guess not. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to to make a game based on that sort of desert punk ish space western idea. 
Um, yeah. Based on like Trigun, like a little bit of Outlaw Star. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the the have you seen Cannon Busters on Netflix, the new show? No, but I keep hearing about it. Uh, it's basically a modern love letter to Trigun Outlaw Star, and I, there's oh, a third one. Cowboy Bebop. Um, and all the characters, or at least the majority of the characters, are black. Oh, for real? For real. Like, it was uh, a collaboration with a, a, a black creator. Awesome, um, okay. Yeah, so... I mean, you had me at, like, it's the new Space Western. Right. I'm gonna go fucking check it out. Uh, so it, it would be really cool to do a, a game like that. That seems like that would be really fun. More on that later. Yeah! <laughs> Alright, uh, you wanna you, you wanna go on about Hope Punk? You did mention Hope Punk. I did. And I have a whole section here about Hope yeah, Punk. You, you okay, did. so Hope Punk, right? It's this new thing. Hope Punk. Punk. Hope Punk. I'm really glad I got that pop screen. Yeah. Hope Punk. The words started getting thrown around and people had this immediate reaction to it of hope alone doesn't do anything, so hump, hope punk must be stupid. I have a lot of very strong feelings about this, as I have strong feelings about cyberpunk and steampunk. So little backstory. Punk at its roots, like in the 70s, was often a reaction to uh, the like naivete and idealism that reigned in the 60s, like all the hippie shit. Um, the 60s promised a lot of things would get better if you just loved everyone. And by the 70s and 80s, basically everything had gotten worse. So punk was wild and rebellious, where the 60s were hopeful and naive. So yeah, in the beginning, hope was not punk. Punk was a reaction to hope doesn't get you anywhere. You have to take direct action. But now, now, in a post-post-punk world, we have lived through the waves of cynicism and salt in the 90s and the aughts. We're living through the heat death of capitalism right now. Um, there's a lot of popular media that's all high on its horse about how things are grim and depressing and that makes them intellectual. Or things that are accurate, for some reason, happen to have more violence and rape and racism in them. So, the grim dark. Right? The grim dark is where it's like at. Hope Punk is supposed to be the exact like polar opposite, basically, to grim dark. It's the punk response to all this awful, it has to be terrible to be accurate shit. Hope Punk is the response to nothing ever gets better no matter what, so don't resist and just be mean. Hope and direct action and optimism are all like rolled into one, and now that is considered resistance, whereas before, punk was the resistance to hope if you need like a good primer or just summed up in like one sentence the pacifist route to undertale is hope punk <laughs> oh we should probably do the mid-episode break probably should. i'm gonna take a break all right me too. can i have some chips yeah you can have some chips. no i'm out of Lacroix though <laughs> better go we'll get one out of the fridge if I go down there, the puppy's going to see me. And oh, I meant the one that's office. in the break room. I was making a joke. Anyway. Uh, oh, <sighs> jokes. Jokes. <laughs> Wasn't a very good one. Uh, BXP <laughs> and the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing. Uh, become a BXP patron. Uh, if you are, you could be listening to this right now. I mean, you are listening to this right now. But you could be listening to it live and listening to us screw up, and eat chips, and fuck around for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to read all of this stuff. Uh, get, a dollar gets you a ton of shit. <laughs> Just a dollar. Yeah. You get our discard. You can hang out with us, yep. do the live audience thing. Yep. You get mini episodes. Yep. And you also get the extended cuts. 
Yep. It's yeah, great. Extended cuts. Yeah, you get a ton of stuff for a buck. Twelve dollars a, a year. Yeah. Give me a dollar. Give us both a dollar. God. Give me fifty cents. <laughs> I want to get a honey bun from the vending machine. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Directed Mark has a forum now. Uh, you can go and sign up and post dumb things on the BXP sub forum. Um, Margaret lurks there, apparently. She made an account. She took our email to do it. <laughs> uh, we don't keep tabs on her anymore. Uh, she's like hear- a straight cat. Yeah, she's like, comes she comes and goes. And occasionally- Come out, she's she's under the car. She's like, oh no, Margaret, did you have a rough night? Come on in, I'll get you some food. <laughs> Uh, also coming this fall, you can look forward. What was that? What was that sound effect I was trying to do? I don't know. I don't but know. I was Margaret, into it. Margaret cut that out. Uh, uh, you can expect all kinds of new shows on the MMP Twitch channel, um, including a BXP stream, uh, which will include games run by Daniel Ozon, colleague and friend of the show. Colleague, good fucking god. colleague and friend of the show okay that's not gonna count because you were laughing through the whole thing if you really wanted me to cut colleague (laughs) Uh, including a bxp stream of games run by daniel lozon colleague and friend of the show we have a lineup of a dozen queer rpg creators willing to game with us you can look forward to who can say why (laughs) (laughs) i mean people like us for reasons I don't understand. Uh, BXP Bicons is coming soon. And if you like BXP, you'll love this misdirected Mark show. Alt-tabbing quickly over to the other page. Pandas Talking (laughs) Games. Pandas Talking Games. Pandas Talking Games. Our buddies, Phil and Senda, answer your questions about RPGs from the perspective of one-shots and campaigns with some panda silliness. We're going to see them at Metatopia, right? We are going to see them at Metatopia. We got to make sure that we can set up a karaoke night. We do. Uh, like also, do, like rock band or something. if you're flying in and you're flying at a Newark, they're probably the ones picking you up. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I like Phil and Senda a lot. <sighs> All right. All right. That's, that's it. That's the whole thing. I think I got most of my salt out of me. Did you? Yes. You sure? I think I'm done being salty about punks. Okay. All right. Back to the show. Yeah. Let's let's get on it. Let's All get right. on with it. All right. So Ray was salty. She thinks she's done now. Uh, it was just you being real mad about steampunk and then being mad about people not liking hope punk and pump that hope punk hope punk. So let's talk about some punk games that we could actually play. Yeah, obvious answer, Cyberpunk 2020. (laughs) It's got it right there in the name. Um, I have zero experience with it, though. I I love Um, that you put it at the top of your recommendations, a game that you've never played. It's got punk right in the name. If you want to play a Cyberpunk game, maybe you play the one that's called Cyberpunk. Um, But that said, maybe don't play it. <laughs> um, Go on. I've I've heard all sorts of mixed reviews about the tabletop game itself, and then the I've heard some of the writers of the video game say some shit that's not so great. So you know, it might be a product of its time. It might it might be it might be that it hasn't really really like aged or been updated so great. Um, CD Projekt Red, the producers of the video game, they're garbage. Don't support oh, them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our yeah, right. uh, okay. and the people who made the tabletop RPG, are, as far as I know, not garbage. Oh, okay. That's um, good to know. 
Good to know that somebody's not garbage. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know a lot about them, but they've, as far as I am aware, have not had re- received any sort of public attention for being shitty. So, cool. Okay. Um, so I, I, I can't. <laughs> this is all us covering our ass for like right. play cyberpunk. Wait, maybe don't play cyberpunk. I mean, I, I can't say <laughs> that I support the video game in good conscience. Yeah, um, not not until so, I can see some uh, yeah, some so maybe, effort in not being like transphobic, racist garbage. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, um. So maybe stick with the pen and paper game. Support mm. um a black owned business. Yeah. Um, I will say that their designs are pretty firmly in the early two thousands because I bought a copy of The Witcher. RPG, which they also produced for my girlfriend, and then I watched her head explode slowly at the very early 2000s design that game has. <laughs> tables. Um, tables I, everywhere. <laughs> that's a topic for another time. Um, so, you know, that might be a deal breaker for you, um, and it might not be. That's fine. I'm, I'm not, that's not a qualitative decision. Um, it just may be crunchier than people want. Right. Right. Speaking of another crunchy answer, uh-huh. Shadowrun. Go on. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Just go on. <laughs> you have a bunch of other stuff here. Shadowpunk has Shadowpunk. a really cool setting. I want to play Shadowpunk. <laughs> uh, Shadowpunking Shadowrun. <laughs> Shadowrun is... Uh, Basically, William Gibson with the serial numbers filed off and dwarven runes written in place of them. <laughs> um, the setting is cool as hell, but you can't get me anywhere near the system. <laughs> so, uh, I really hope the new edition uh, makes it easier for me to play because I would love to give it a try. But mm. I Shadowrun is still the only like RPG book that I've actually returned. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm cupping my hand around my ear. For this very visual medium. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, I love the setting, but I can't stand the system. What is that? Ah, oh, the exalted effect. Yes. Ah, oh, the exalted mm. effect. Mm-hmm. Monica, have you played this? Have you played the sprawl? I, I want to play the sprawl. I haven't. No. Uh, but can't. can't... No, who? but ha- Hamish Cameron, who I almost called Camish Hammerin, uh, from our di- <laughs> from our dinosaur princesses episode, uh, he wrote it. Um, and Hamish Hammerin. <laughs> Camish Hammerin of Dinosaur Princesses. Uh, sorry, Hamish. So sorry. Um, he, he wrote it. Uh, they've been on our show, so uh, all of us should buy it and play it and give it a try. I yeah, know it's a I, PBTA yeah, right. hack, so that's got, it's got that going for it. Let's fucking play the sprawl when we're done with, with Lady Blackbird. Okay. I know that we have like a billion other ideas, but I let's know. also play the sprawl. We'll put it on the um, list. We need to like actually keep playing Lady. We need to finish Lady Blackbird. How about we finish Lady Blackbird and then we'll play something else? Silence now. Only dreams. Uh, while we're talking about Powered by the Apocalypse, uh, Apocalypse World, um, depending on how you portray your setting and your tech, Apocalypse World, Apocalypse World could be any number of punk subgenres. It's like 100 percent punk yo it is punk as fuck this is maybe the <laughs> most punk, punk as fuck punk as fuck so maybe the most punk thing we've talked about um also uh monster hearts um i monster hearts is a subgenre that you could maybe call monster punk or definitely myth punk which is a genre that exists it's got young adults rebelling and monstrous topics and queer themes so i would just fucking just throw that all under the myth punk blanket right there okay a lot of powered by the apocalypse games are pretty punky 
I wonder if the system itself could be described as punk. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I mean, I, I, well, that's the we're that's my last question. Oh, I still have one more. Yeah. God, I wrote so much. You wrote so much. Why did I make so much work for myself? I don't know. We're only at 35 minutes, so well, uh, I'm actually pretty impressed given that we keeping it tight. given that we fucked around a whole bunch. All right, so when running a game or trying to make a game feel more punk, what are some things to keep in mind? Okay, so if we're talking about, like, feel. Yeah. Like, like setting and themes. Yeah. Um, remember that punk positions itself against a system it considers oppressive. So you want to consider that your players are fighting against some capital E entity with all the capital P power, which that could be the rule of a mega corporation, or it could be a dictatorial theocracy or it could be or the or or it could be a pervasive ideology mm. that to be a certain way is wrong or it could be like all of those wrapped up into one thing um punk conflicts lie in trying to buck the control a system has over you and yours it's uh it's like a decolonization of your body of okay um this is the literary theory episode uh, i got to <laughs> all right um uh punk tends to be visualized as youthful rebellion like big old quote marks but um it doesn't have to be young it's it's more like um marginalized or disenfranchised punk is rebellion by those who've been ignored and mistreated so encourage playing characters that have been cast aside for some reason or have lost something important or otherwise uh, otherwise couldn't operate from positions of power within your setting. Um, the least important theme, but still good to keep in mind, is the aesthetics of punk. Uh, punk is surprising and subversive, and it makes good use of whatever flavor the blank is in blank punk, in the punk of your choosing. Um, if you're just skipping the first couple of things I said and jumping straight to... Oh boy, how cool would it be if everyone wore fishbowls and hoops and silver lame? Could I just call that Adam Punk? Then you need to go back to the beginning and listen to this episode again. Uh, TLDR Punk Be Gay Do Crimes? Yes, Be Gay Do Crimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since you did all the talking and I did all the questions previously, tag your it. This is my turn. Hey, hey Monica, yes. what are some possible rule applications? How do you make a system feel punk? How oh do you create that experience? Okay, well, the game design question is always, how do I create the experience I want? Yeah. That is literally the whole thing. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's all of game design, and it's really fucking hard. Yeah, so um, will you do that for me in, like, the next ten minutes? I won't, uh, but I will... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but I will instead highlight some good examples of thing of me existing mechanics or game structures that help make things feel punk. How's that? Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. So first on the list is fronts from Apocalypse World. Um, like fronts create a sense of scarcity. They establish the threats that are surrounding your characters to begin with. Right. They actually like encourage you to start from the sense of scarcity, Correct. right? Like yeah. a front is, okay, what do they want? What do, what do they lack? Right. What do they want? What do they lack? Uh, like what is the conflict? And like, it gives you a pretty strong way to, to already start your characters, not in a position of power uh, to be possibly on the receiving end of, of perhaps some sort of greater oppression. Um, like all that sort of fronts are a great way to basically create that, tension between like being 
oppressed or being under marginalized or being you know underclass or whatever like that's fronts are great for that <laughs> right um also uh, apocalypse world's playbooks include ambiguous and transgressing as options straight up on the playbook uh, oh yeah they don't yeah there's like okay what's your look and it's right. not specifically your gender it's what's your look and then it'll be like man woman ambiguous androgynous right. <laughs> concealed ambigu- concealed yeah so like from the things that you can pick for your character uh like oh i was i saw motion out of the corner of my eye and i was like what is going on is the cat trying to get in the room uh so <laughs> uh we're under attack right well it was very weird to see a paw just like slide in between the door just like in my peripheral vision it was very creepy <laughs> My cat is adorable, but she creeped me out for a hot second there. Mother, let us see, mother. Mother. Um, mother. Yeah, so so like from your character creation options, you're encouraged to be queer and to be different. You know. Um, yeah, in... it's just right up in there. Blades in the Dark's uh, tier system, um, and like going to war being a terrible thing for your gang. Gang. Oh, I'm from the Midwest now. <laughs> uh, I can't. Oh, talk. it's so bad for your gang. Yeah, uh, going to war being really shitty for your crew um, and the position uh, that and on mm, the tier system. So, like, if you're going up to against the entire police force, the blue coats, and you're a starting level gang, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you can't just overthrow the government from day one. You have to build up to that. Right. Um, because of the way the tier system works, which ranks um, organizations from one to five. Right. Um, and, and Blades also has the idea of, um, oh, what's it called? Zero effect? Is that what it's called? Where you can say, I want to attempt insert impossible action here. And the the DM has the option to say, okay, well, that's going to be from a desperate position with, with no effect. Right. Yeah. So So that's the positioning system. Which is separate from tears themselves. Oh right, but they I'm sorry. Do, but you're they, talk about that. But they go together. <laughs> um, the positioning system is like a desperate effect or whatever. So like, if you are in a desperate position, no matter how well you roll, it's still probably going to end poorly for you. Um, and like, you can adjust it with abilities or by spending stress. And like, the stress mechanic is also really great for giving that like kind of grungy feel that sometimes punk has. Blades yeah, would be a terrible yeah. system for playing a hope punk game, but Blades is a fantastic system for playing a dread punk game. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yeah, um, characters in Blades, unless they are my Blades character from our monthly Wednesday game in particular, <laughs> are kind of low powered. Um, they aren't particularly superhumanly capable, um, unless you are my character in particular, which is mostly a combination of me rolling really well and but certain, at the same time. <laughs> but at the same time. At the same time, the way Blades is set up, if you roll one die, you have a 50-50 chance of success. Yeah. So there's always this chance of, like, you might do it, so you should try. Mm-hmm. Which is which is also kind of a kind of a punkish Punk? kind yeah. of a thing. Like, uh, there's always a chance. Why don't you try it? And even if, there's, even if you're down to one die, you can always push yourself for a greater effect. Um, mm-hmm. and, and risk that stress. Um, you can also always accept it. And double- that's also, that's also, sorry. <laughs> Go on. I got really excited. Okay. Pushing yourself for extra effect is how you can get your way out of zero effect situations. Yeah. 
where it's like normally this wouldn't be able to do anything. I'm going to push it. So now I at least have limited effect. So you go up from this would have been impossible to I'm going to kick reason to the curb and fucking do it. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you did it because you pushed yourself. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Now, and, then, and then the GM can also offer you a devil's bargain where yes. like you can, I think you, you, if you succeed, you know, you get, you, you accept the extra die and also you have to pay this narrative price. So right. like all of those things, like the devil's bargain is part of the thing that make that gives it the dread sense because sometimes that can be overtly yes. supernatural. Also the whole whisper playbook and the clocks. Yes. Too. Uh, clocks so are also fantastic. Visual countdown of something's coming. Yeah. Um, Blades is good. Blades is good. Blades is also very Blades punk. Good. Um, so yeah. here's the thing about yeah. Shadowrun. Yeah. <laughs> Shadowrun kind of sucks. Sorry, everybody who really loves Shadowrun uh, because Sucks at being punk. Let me put it that way. Because, like, you know, sucks is sort of very subjective, and I'm trying not to be too subjective here. Shadowrun sucks at being punk uh, because it is just really kind of just a plain old traditional game with a fighting system and other systems. Um, and it doesn't really enforce anything punk in its rules. Not like the way fronts work, not like the way clocks work, not like the way positioning works or tiers. Um, <clears throat> it's just fighting in math, It's right? it's, it's a fighting in math game. Um uh, or at least not as far as I can remember anyway, because Shadowrun has so many ding-dang rules. <laughs> and it's been a minute <laughs> since I've read them. So I'm happy to be wrong. If I am wrong about systems in, in Shadowrun that, are, that feel punk or, or encourage, um, like, the idea of fighting against the system or, like, scarcity or having to DIY stuff, uh, tell us. We would like to know. Um, so I guess I'm saying consider how the feel of an outcast or fringe person or how fighting the system matters to your rules. And getting that right is hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, you may have to get like you may have to get like meta with it and consider the rules that you have and maybe is there some way to like change the change the division of power with these rules. Yeah. Like, um, you know. You know, it's, I'm, it's tough, and I'm not very good at it. That's I'm, why Monica's here. <laughs> I'm available for hire. Shoot an email. <laughs> Monica? Yeah. Monica, where can they find our show? They can find our show at bxpcast.com, part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing! What about email? If they want to hire us, uh, or have us on their show, or tell us <gasps> that we were wrong about Shadowrun's mechanics, uh, they can email us at bonusexpcast at gmail.com. And I do check it every so often. Dave's, Dave's spouting hate in our Discord. I mean... <laughs> he says alignments are cool and fun. Put them in your game. I mean, he also thought that uh, Fenneman's Curiosity Cola tasted like dog balls, so... That's not what he said. He said it was the dog's bollocks. Oh, I misread it then. No, okay. If something is bollocks, it's bad. But if it's the dog's bollocks, it's good. It is good. All right. Well, yes. I didn't understand his Irishness. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh. All right. How do they email us? <laughs> I already said it. Oh, okay. How do they tweet us? They can tweet at us telling me how wrong I am at bonus exp cast on Twitter. <laughs> the word sex is in it. Dave says I'm cool and fun. Dave, Dave says you should put me <laughs> in your game. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to put me in your game, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ray underscore Cole. Uh, don't put me in your game, but do hire me to write it. Uh, and you can slide into my DMs <laughs> on Twitter at Zena Sun. All right, cool. Hey, Hey, my husband's probably going to be home soon. I have to hey, go get I, some fried chicken and some rum. I have to go um, 
it's our game night. It's not Blades and Dark. Oh, we shit. Did it, we did it last week. <laughs> uh, it's we're we're playing Henry's game. We're sort of playtesting it. We're at 50 minutes. We should stop. Okay. Yeah. Everybody get out. All right. Come on. Get out. Go. Get out of here. Go. Change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. I'm practicing with, can I get away from my... Change it if you want to. How did that... Was that good, Margaret? It was okay. fun. I like it. Do I have to do this? Ugh, fine. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. And edited by Margaret. Our logo and art is by Nano Studios. Find her on Facebook and Instagram. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the attribution non-commercial Creative Commons license. BXP is part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Um, I'm not reading this. Bye.